1: Like a dick pic. <laughs> um, I'm a little like a dick pic because I also like to show up places uninvited, <laughs> and I'm not very photogenic. <laughs> and I'm almost always a disappointment when you see me with the clothes on. <laughs> so that's me, guys. Little dick pig. Um.
2: It's a wonderful chaos messy and glorious
0: solo or tandem
1: we work to find rest we fight to find peace
0: both head and the heart Like let you
2: what are we doing here you mean listening to this show
0: where the more that you learn is the less that you
2: know Where the wounded are healers. and the atheist pray it's a wonderful case since <laughs> we like it that way
0: Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon.
2: Shayleff and myself today will be speaking with Hannah
0: Becker. We're talking to a New York Jew about comedy and a life of comedy and how that looks. A wonderful chaos.
2: You're so, brilliant. Stand up comedy. It feels I like-
0: love this topic.
2: I know you do. It feels like our whole show is a stamp comedy sometimes. I
0: feel the same. And 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 if I think about like even my coaching practices, it feels more like improvisation than it does teaching. Because, you know, that standard line in improvisation, it's always yes, and so you're never going to negate a suggestion made by anyone. Yeah. And in life, I, I, I don't see life any differently. Like, and,
2: and what he just said, it's actually when you say yes, and it's also taking the other into account and kind of celebrating them as yeah. opposed to saying no, which kind of cuts yeah. the flow.
0: Yeah, like like they say, they're going to set up the routine and it says, "What is that? what do I have in my hand? And then someone sells that, sh- shouts out dildo. And you say, no, no, not dildo. Give me something else I can work with. Like you'd never S- do say that. Say dildo. Dildo. Yes, and a toilet brush. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to discuss today with Hannah and we're going to discuss... Why the hell she decided to put herself through this misery? That's what we're gonna discuss with her. Yes. And we're gonna do that one. A wonderful chaos. Didn't we already introduce the show? <laughs> I'm trying to make think I'm C now. Hey guys. Hey. How's it going? Good. Very good. So Hannah, you come to join us. What the hell would bring you into something that causes so much misery?
1: Oh man. Yeah, I think anyone who does stand up is a little bit like masochistic um because yeah you, you really do have to have to suffer a lot I mean you have to bomb a lot you have to make a fool of yourself a lot um but you know it's it's worth it for the laughs the
2: laughs are just like mm. I know all I know in my life also when I've gone and done improv like just as a guest just jumped on mm-hmm. this, I saw there's moments where I had in mind what I was going to share as something funny, mm-hmm. and then, but then the little voice in my head, yeah, but this thing you did like three years ago is embarrassing and even funnier. And then mm-hmm. I know that if I go for the one that I planned, it it's too controlled, and this mm-hmm. one. So, like, how how do how do you navigate that in, inside you?
1: Yeah, well, there's you definitely have to be adaptable. I mean, stand up. So stand up and improv are really different in a lot of ways, but there is. Um, there are elements of improv in stand up, but I think in general, stand-up you you write stuff out. But sometimes, yeah, you you get to a show and you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this set and these are the bits that I want to do, and then you see the crowd and you're like, nah, I gotta do something different. Mm-hmm. And I've had this moment where I've gotten on stage and been like, I shouldn't do what I'm about to do, but then I do it anyway because it's what I planned, and then I regret it. Like this happened yeah. a couple of weeks ago, where I was like, Oh, I should have gone. My gut was telling me. To do something totally different, but I was so stuck on like, no, I have to do what I prepared. Um, and, would you yeah. ever?
0: Would you ever go into that on stage? So I guess that would be a little bit of an improv. Would you ever share that as you were like mm-hmm. your own thinking processes, or do you think that that's sort of like you don't need to be whatever vulnerable?
1: Mm. Oh, I mean, stand up is it's the most vulnerable thing I think you can do because it's just you alone on a stage talking about yourself and your thoughts. So, I mean, you're, you're being vulnerable no matter what, but yeah, I think, I think sometimes it depends. It also depends on the show. I mean, if it's, you know, if it's a big show where I'm getting paid or that kind of thing, I'm, I may be more likely to stick to stick to what I, what I prepare and what I know is going to work, but you know, yeah, definitely at smaller shows or at open mics or whatever. Yeah. Maybe you go into being like, okay, this isn't working. Or like you guys want to hear about this. So I'm going to do this or, You guys don't even want to hear jokes. You just want me to talk to you. So I'm just going to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I I get Mm -hmm. into that.
0: There's something that I saw immediately when I watched your video. And Mm -hmm. it was like I felt – and it's a weird thing. It's such a nuance. You may may know what I'm talking about or it may sound totally abstract to you. But I know when someone comes on stage as a comic, Mm -hmm. if they're bound to do it professionally or if they're an amateur trying to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's almost like how they hold themselves from the first moment. Yeah. And uh, and when I saw you do it, you held yourself, as I understand, a professional comic Mm -hmm. holds himself. So do you do you know what I'm talking about or is it so abstract?
1: No, totally. I mean, that's one of one of the comments that I get a lot is about my, my stage presence and my confidence on stage. Um, so for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'd love to be complimented on my writing, but, um, but I'll be, I'm happy to take the, the other, the other compliments. Well,
0: I, I know. Mean, yeah. I, I, I wanted to start there because for mm-hmm. me, it's a weird thing. And, and it's one of those things, you know, that the, the book blink, you know, mm-hmm. like the, like when you're watching something in a second, you already know if you're looking at somebody who's really supposed to be doing this or if someone who's just yeah. practicing yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that blink moment was like, Oh, like, I could just tell immediately, wow, she's holding herself in this space.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, I think that that comes from the fact that I've been doing theater and performing since I was a little kid. So it's like I've, I've always felt more comfortable and strong on stage than off stage, which is weird for a lot of people. But, yeah, for me, that's just.
2: No, it's I mean, it's,
0: it's true, because as I look at you now, that's not the persona that I see that does the stage performance, of course. <laughs> yeah
2: so how how does it impact your life like you tell people i do stand-up comedy yeah like do they say tell me a joke like i did like (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: always always tell me a joke yeah yeah uh one of one of my friends here has been has been doing a bit about that he was like you know you don't you don't go up to a carpenter and be like make me a table you know it's like (laughs) 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 that's not mine i
2: I, I get it (laughs) Tell me a joke. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm just, no, stop it. Um,
1: <laughs> no, you uh, know, you can, you can, you know, go look me up, look me up on the internet. I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot of recent stuff, but
2: you can see. Because of, because of COVID, I guess.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, things in here in Barcelona have been pretty open. So we've been, we've been performing. We've, we're yeah. like the only place in Europe that that's doing shows. It's, oh, it's pretty wild.
2: I, 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 I want to be a little bit random. How mm-hmm. does how does I, I'm not, are you in a relationship ah I wanted to go there Bambo. Hey. you are uh, yeah okay then I don't have a question
0: no, I'm I kidding. got tons of <laughs> questions I got tons of questions No, what, what was the question <laughs> oh, I'll let Bambo start and I'll follow up afterwards
2: oh for for me also when you guys met how how was that introducing that part of your life mm.
0: I want to know how uncomfortable is he that you might tell a joke about him that's what I want to know
1: I do tell jokes about him uh <laughs> Um, I don't think he loves it, but I haven't told any, like, mean-spirited jokes about him, okay. obviously,
2: because I like, there, there, It, it yeah. sounds like it's more like a celebration of you guys than anything else. No, no, don't soften the bombas, Come on, we got to dig into this. So, he's Spanish. No. Is Spanish?
1: Yeah. He's, he's a, a Spaniard. he's, he's Catalan. He's a local guy.
2: Okay. Let me let me calm the beast down. <laughs> Andy. I want the, to this, fucking get to the meat, Bambos. You're this, being too yeah. gentle. This reminds me of you and Ronnie. <laughs> That's no, get
1: Go go in. Go deep. Let's let's do it. I want
0: to know when so you're it. when you're fabricating a joke and you're thinking yeah. to yourself, oh my God, if I go there, I'll get a laugh, but I probably want to have sex for a week. Like, do you do, you do it? Or do you say, I'm going to stop here?
1: Oh man, that's a really tough, that's a tough dilemma that I have definitely been in where I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You kind of go for the joke. You got to go for
0: See, I, mean, I don't. I keep sex for the week. I don't do that. Yeah. That's yeah, a difference I mean, between us.
1: I mean, I think, it, this, it hasn't it hasn't really – luckily, like, my relationship is good right now. So um, it hasn't – there hasn't been anything bad. But with my ex, there were definitely, like, moments towards the end of the relationship where things were getting bad. And oh. I was starting to write these kinds of mean jokes. And I had to be like, I'm just kidding. And I was like, I'm not kidding. Like, this is
0: all – Oh, that's – can um, I hear some of those? I mean, you don't need to don't, – don't tell them as a joke. I just want to understand the dynamic. Can you share a typical joke without telling it like you're telling a joke? Is that okay? Or is that, is this, um, are we overstepping our boundaries there?
1: I don't know. I'm trying, let me think. Well, I, cause I just remember kind of towards the end of the relationship, I was already writing the jokes. Like, so I just broke up with my boyfriend, you know, like I was already like writing them. Not, I don't think I even got to write them on paper because I was afraid, you know, like if I wrote it, it would be real. But in my head, mm. I was already like, Ooh, after we break up, I'm going to tell this joke. I'm going to tell that. Joke. Um, I don't know if I can think of anything in, in okay. That's good. But I think in 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 the the last video that I have on on uh, on YouTube, there's some of some of those jokes. Some of the work. breakup jokes. Yeah, yeah.
2: So so your ex and your current partner watch your shows.
1: Um. Yeah. My well, my ex also does comedy uh, here in Barcelona. Really. So. Yeah, so we we kind of we try to avoid each other. I mean we're we're like on good terms. It's 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 fine now, but um we definitely try to kind of stay out of each other's way as much as we can. Um
0: and, <laughs> We're on great terms. We just don't want to see each other.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I mean it's I you know, know, I know. It's not easy. Yeah, you don't want to like see your ex everywhere doing, you know, the thing that you love to do, uh mm. that he started to do after you already decided that it was your favorite thing in the world. You know, whatever. No.
0: <laughs> Yeah. You know, right. cool. So he yeah. started after you decided to do it. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Who's better? Me. <laughs> Great. Good answer. Like Good by answer. far,
1: by far. So, uh,
2: so how 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 did this career transpire? By the way, like how old were you?
1: Were, um, you, like, were,
2: you, were you like the funny person in school, for example?
1: Um. Not. I. I mean. I, I think I've. I've always. I've never been like not funny, if that makes any sense. But I was never, I don't think I would be, if you, if you talk to my high school friends, I don't think, or my childhood friends, I don't think they would have said like, yeah, of course, Hannah does stand up. I think now they're all like, yeah, I guess, it, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You were always like kind of funny. When I, told, when I told my parents I was doing my first uh, open mic, my dad was like, are you funny? <laughs> which he knows I'm funny, but it was just like the, that moment where he was like, wait, like I didn't even, I never
0: thought that this could be, Uh, uh, you you could never earn a living from this.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause you know, I come, I come from a a New York Jewish family, you know, my dad's side at least. And, and they're like, you know, all the men in the family were like super loud and just like, (sighs) you know, like that kind of what you can envision. And I was maybe more with like the, the little sneaky comment. You know that yeah. that maybe not everyone would hear, but if you heard it, you laugh, right? Um, I wasn't necessarily as um, loud and crazy, and and like I I did, you know, I did like Shakespeare when I was a kid. So I, I, you know, I did like that kind of more theatrical stuff. And then I remember maybe when I was in like eighth grade or ninth grade or something, I I did the school play and I did a funny role, and my that my dad was like, I never knew that you could be funny like that until I saw you do that play or whatever yeah. you know i've been i've been here i've been weird I've been doing it but stand up um yeah i started here in barcelona um because yeah in in college i was i was in an acapella group and that took up most of my like mental energy uh aside from school obviously uh but yeah and i i don't know i just yeah i came to barcelona i started going to open mics uh, with friends and I was just like, I feel like I could do that. Like, I was like, I think I'm funnier than some of these people, uh, which is kind of <laughs> like a narcissistic uh, moment, which is very stand up comedy. I think also, I feel like that's especially like, especially
2: when kind you kind catch yourself.
0: Really? Yeah, I think, by the way, you find that to be narcissistic to say I could be funnier than that person. Is that that I would say narcissistic is I'm funnier than everybody. Not that that yeah. person.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, when I, when I heard you sharing the story about, uh, making the jokes about your ex it kind of dawned on me Mm. that potentially you you can use life circumstances which Mm. were uncomfortable Mm. as a way to process and heal and even laugh at it
1: totally i think i think most comedians at least the ones that i'm friends with would would share the sentiment that you know this is a way to process the hard shit. because Mm. if you can make people laugh at your pain I mean, then it was then it was worth something, right?
2: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> do you do you ever get people that come to you and say, "Hey, that story was funny, but I have the same experience."
1: Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I do a lot of. I mean, I'm often I'm often the only not often, but I, yeah, often I'm the I'm the only woman on a lineup, and so I get a lot of women coming up to me afterwards and being like, "Oh, thank God you went up because you were talking about things that I could relate to." You know, the other guys were funny. Maybe they were much better than me, or whatever. But it's it's still you know mm. people want want to relate. They want to laugh. They want to relate.
0: Nice, nice. Mm. Did you make any penis jokes? On yeah. Stage? What's your sex joke? Do you, do you go there or not in general? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dirty. I I, I wish I wish I were less dirty. Uh, just because it feels it feels like um, like it's dirty. more difficult to write non dirty jokes. Um mm. for sure. But uh yeah, no, it's it's what makes me laugh. I don't know. It's what I find funny. So that's yeah, but I, I mean,
0: think. would you tell it? Like I think from how, what I saw of what I watched, which I enjoyed, by the way, I didn't mention that. So let me get that in there as well. I did watch a set. I did enjoy it. I, mm-hmm. you know, what frustrated me is that the set wasn't filmed with this high quality thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that the quality of your performance is so good, it, mm-hmm. it, it warranted a better quality recording. Yeah. That was my uh, my feeling.
1: Yeah, uh, that's um, you know, broke broke ass comedians having yeah. <laughs> their friends, friends film them as a favor. Uh, it was cool even that the guy, the guy did like two cameras. I was still like, wow, that was, that felt really legit. Mm. Um,
0: With the sex jokes, do you find that the sex jokes go more in the direction of what men don't understand about women? And so you like, you're kind of like making fun of the, like us women understand this, you men, this is the reality that you don't see. Is that, is it that kind of.
1: I try to make fun of men as much as possible as a rule Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm usually the only woman or one of two women on the lineup, so I think they deserve it. Um, And yeah, I I try to come at everything with kind of a feminist lens, but I don't, I also don't want to be pedantic or like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want it to come off as like angry feminist. I don't know. I still want to be funny
2: yeah so you you don't get rotten tomatoes
1: no no yeah i try it like my my goal is to is like i want i want men to like laugh and then be like oh did i just like laugh at a feminist joke like i want that moment
2: yeah trump and COVID material yeah
1: yeah trump nah also not not so much i mean i remember after he got elected i had to do a a mic like the following day and I'd stayed up all night watching it. Um, and like me and like, there were like two other Americans on the lineup. We just like showed up at the bar, like, Oh God, like, we don't want to tell jokes right now. Like, this is horrible. And I think I I'd written like in anger, I'd written some set. Um, it wasn't very good, but it was just like, I was, so I needed to get it out about yeah. how, how like Kim Kardashian should be president, right? Yeah. By the same logic as Trump becoming president. Yeah. Kardashian, um, you know she's a better businesswoman. Uh, you know she's actually been successful. It was like you know all these things. Yeah, like, yeah. her, her
2: tweets are better.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. Um, so no. how
0: about hecklers? How about hecklers? How many have you had to deal with, and how do you deal with them?
1: Hmm. Um, I I feel like I've been pretty lucky not dealing with too many hecklers. Um, But yeah, it always happens. I mean, I host a lot of shows and so that's, you're more likely to get them when you're hosting, but it's not as bad when you're just doing crowd work because you're kind of asking for it. But when you're, yeah, it's it's bad. It's annoying when you're doing a set and people are kind of yelling out. I I don't think I'm the best at dealing with hecklers, but I usually, usually like the audience is on your side. That's the good thing. The, The problem is when you're doing badly and you get heckled, that's that's when you're screwed because oh
0: because you got you haven't got the momentum in your back
1: and yeah. oh. and the, the audience is maybe like yeah like she does suck you know <laughs> like whatever but if you're doing well and someone's just like drunk and being annoying or whatever usually the audience can kind of rally behind you and you can just kind of shame the heckler
0: yeah um, there's some of the best the best comedy routines I've seen is mm-hmm. when the comedian takes on a heckler. And I yeah. know that you've seen them because they're always like got a million plus views, but they're yeah. the best moments when the guy, when the, when the comedian says, Oh, you don't want to do this. It's like a boxer in a ring. Yeah. Like, really? Do you want to come in the ring with me? I've been working out like years and you've just yeah. had five beers.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's those people. I, I, I think I've, I've done the, the thing before where I'm like, I'm like, Oh, sorry. Do you, do you want to come up? Do you want to come up and do, and do your time? Like, do you want five minutes? Uh-huh. uh And usually
2: they're like, no, no, no. So that's that's a good yeah. way to, to kind of Yeah mm. get them most, to be like most uh, embarrassing moment, Hannah, on yeah. stage.
1: This happens. So I, I sometimes perform in, in Spanish and in Catalan as well. And one time I my my ex, yeah, convinced me to perform in this competition in Spanish. And I hadn't really been performing a lot. Um and it was it looked like to like a jury of these kinds of like important, not important people, you know, but kind of, I don't know. There were some famous people, famous Spanish people there yeah. that were watching um, and it would have been really big deal to win. And I think I was the only non-native speaker that was competing. And I fully forgot like what I was doing in the middle. Uh, and it was horrifying. There were like maybe a couple, maybe there were like a thousand people. I don't know. It was like, it was a lot of people because it was in this acute like, outdoor thing. Mm and that was really horrifying because i just fully blanked out and i think i was just like like i love barcelona or something like that and they all clapped and it gave me a... <laughs> um,
0: and that was in spanish you were doing this in yeah. spanish that's yeah. like doubly painful
1: yeah it was uh,
0: i guess you've seen the show marvelous miss Maisel. yes for sure and for you bambos who watches and follows no pop culture it's about a Jewish woman who actually becomes a comic. Is that not fascinating? Very angry. How much can you relate to the character in Marvelous Miss Maisel?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I definitely relate to to the, like what happens with her relationship in the show, and I think a lot of female comedians can relate to that. Can you explain uh,
0: that just so we, just because in the yeah. show, of course, the people who haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, so basically her her husband is trying to be a stand-up comedian and she's going to all of his shows and like editing all of his jokes for him and like punching up everything and you know making all the connections and he's not very good. He's like stealing jokes. Um and then she, you know, raves right, like she finds out that he he was cheating on her and like gets drunk and goes to a, an open mic and is just hilarious, which is un- totally unrealistic. But um But very Mm -hmm. good and dramatic for the show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then he like once he finds out that she's doing comedy, he's like totally turned off by her power and her humor and and all that stuff. So I think a lot of female comedians can identify with that that it makes relationships difficult. I mean, you have to like choose, I you know, and then you know, she has other throughout the series, she has other relationships where it's you can see that there's like she's having to sometimes pick her comedy career or, or, or the guy. And it's, I've definitely been in those situations before where I've, I have felt like I've had to make that choice and it's, you know, it's not, it's not really fair mm-hmm. to either side because, you know, you can, you can love two different parts of your life in different ways. And, you know, I don't know. It's not, I don't think it's like a fair mm-hmm. dichotomy.
0: Anyway. I think there was this something that I saw where I don't know who the musician was, but they said, they, th- there was uh, somebody that was dating someone who made albums, and they said they'll only agree to go out with them if they don't write songs when they break up. Mm. Did you hear about this? No. Basically saying, listen, your material is going to come from our relationship. So the first album is going to be love. I feel so love. And the mm-hmm. second is going to be you fucked me. You broke my yeah. heart. Like, so basically everyone, if you want to hear what their relationship was, you could listen to these two albums. And I think yeah. the person joining the relationship said, I don't want to be part of the second album. Yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah, I mean, right?
1: but it's, it's it's impossible. I mean, I think anyone who's getting into a relationship with a creative type person has to know what they're getting into. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I hope, I hope my boyfriend knows that that's what he's gotten himself (laughs) into. Do
0: you have time for a talk with my wife? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She made, (laughs) she, she signed up for something that she wasn't aware of, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It, does your wife do creative stuff too, or is she... no?
0: My wife is as straight as they come. So I took a picture downstairs with Bambos naked behind something, and uh, and I can tell you when she saw that picture, she I can was, show you. She was like Andy, <laughs> like what are you doing? And I've got a reputation to uphold, so yeah. please kind of keep, <laughs> keep the keep that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. That's I think.
0: I've got yeah. another question for you. Go for it stealing jokes hmm. how often is it done and have you ever done it
1: um I've done it accidentally maybe but okay. once you like something or, or or not even like not like that I stole it accidentally but like I've I've told a joke and then I like see some famous comedian special and I'm like oh they did that joke so now wow. I can't do um that happened to me that Happened to me before. Um, mm. I've never purposely stolen a joke. Uh, I think people do. I have a friend, one of my friends here, who's like a another kind of regular in the Barcelona comedy scene. Um, he he he's like, it's not stealing. <laughs> it's like borrowing. I don't know. He has like a weird philosophy of it. Yeah,
2: improvising. He's like, it. he's
1: like, why? He's like, how come musicians can do covers of other people's songs? but we can't cover other people's jokes right i don't know so we've yeah it's okay. it's interesting i don't i think for the most part people try not to there is actually there's um there's there, there's there've been some instances in the barcelona comedy scene where there is a certain comedian who has like pretty much purposely stolen jokes and tried to play it off like it was their joke um, and then when called out on it played it off as like, haha, so silly. Like, I'm so silly that I did that. You <laughs> know, it was a bit of a weird, a weird moment.
0: It, um, was that done off or on, while they were on, on the set?
1: Um, off, off set. So yeah, oh, yeah, this, there was like a particular moment at a show where this comedian was performing and it, I was sitting in the audience and, and one of my friends in the audience turned around and was like, oh my God, that's like so-and-so's joke. And I was like, yeah. what? She was like, yeah, yeah, and sent me, like, later sent me the clip. And so I sent that clip to the comedian and was like, hmm, like, sounds familiar. <laughs> and they were just like, ha, 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 ha. I'm like,
0: okay. Uh, what does that mean? Since we're talking about stealing. Yeah, we have a bowl comment as well. Yeah. Go for that first. Okay. Do jokes have copyright? No.
1: Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is an interesting... Thing. There's a comedian that I am, that I know his name is Ollie Horn. He used to be a lawyer and okay. he wrote like this whole article about that. I can send it to you guys. Um, and it's, it's this weird, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing is like intellectual property, but then it's, I don't know. It's, it's weird because there is a possibility of two people having the same exact thought completely okay. separately from each other. This has also happened to me where I I've been telling a joke i had been telling a joke for a while and then I went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2019 and was at a show and there was like a, a Jewish American girl who lives in Australia who told the same exact joke about Judaism. You know, it was, it's not like a super original concept, but it was like weird. I was like, whoa, that's like almost exactly how I tell it too. Mm. Um, but obviously I'd never heard of her. She'd never heard of me.
2: You are having breakfast with your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you're the current one and and you notice something which makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit like hee he and how do you how walk me a little bit through your journey of seeing that moment and possibly creating a joke out of it like do you even mm, like yeah does it, does it when does it hit you that this this is actually really funny for a joke yeah
1: well i I write down all those little moments. Yeah. A weird thought that I'm like, Ooh, that could be something I write it down and then I'll like go through it, you know, I'll scroll through it and be like, Oh yeah, that's, that could be, that could be something. And then come up with more ideas. I meet up, I have like friends that I write with too. So sometimes that, you know, we,
0: we... you find, I find at least I found in writing for myself, if you have a, a concept a word I've often found, you think it's going to be really good, and then it isn't, and some you just put a random thought out, and then all of a sudden that becomes hysterical. So yeah. how much, how often do you find that, and what does that process look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes it's the, yeah that that thing of sometimes the the jokes that you spend the less the least time working on end up being funnier mm. than you know jokes that you're like you know you you struggle and you write and you spend all this time. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes it's like the funniest thing is an off the cuff remark that you make. When you're on stage that you've never thought of before and it just comes to you, and then you can never repeat the success of it. That's that's a crazy thing. Sometimes you'll say something and you're like, oh, that was hilarious. I'm gonna work that in to the to the joke. And then you try it again and it's like, nope, doesn't have the same magic.
2: Do do you ever, Hannah, do you ever get on stage and as you're telling the joke, you might adjust it and discover Mm. that it's even funnier? Yeah. Or Or do you make discoveries about the situation like, oh if I didn't tell the story, I would not have had that insight.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, cause sometimes also you can like relate things back to what a comedian before you has said, oh, and that yeah. can be funnier if you can mm. kind of call back to them. Um, or yeah, sometimes kind of depending on what the audience is like, you'll, you'll make little adjustments to jokes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm much more like I, I work things out much more on stage than on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has been, was, was really rough with COVID. Like I didn't really do that much writing during COVID. Cause I was like, where am I going to say it out loud? I need to say it out loud somewhere to people. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Between the ex and the new boyfriend mm-hmm. and you're working with the humor and you're finding men attractive in the audience, how mm-hmm. do you navigate that? And does the humor help or hurt?
1: I, I think for the most part, uh women aren't getting laid from comedy
0: really you you don't get you don't you're not getting the hey no. let me talk to that that attractive woman on the stage
1: yeah i mean i think cuz i think for guys for male comedians it's it's easier um but yeah i don't know i don't think that that really i don't know yeah i i i didn't really have that experience of of performing and having guys I mean, not, maybe not the kinds of guys that I was interested in, I guess <laughs> but I've definitely, um, let, let guys buy me drinks after shows with no intention of doing anything, but just being yeah. like, you're like, Oh my God, thanks. <laughs> <Bye."> <laughs>
0: um, Doesn't that kind of yeah. suck because the man weirdly gets a kind of a bit of uh, appreciation and women will come up afterwards, but it isn't really the same in reverse.
1: No, I mean, I, I think unless I, – I have some, some female comedian friends who are, like, very conventionally attractive anyway, and so kind of no matter what they do, they're going to get attention from men. But I don't think I've had or seen many people who are, like, you know, kind of a normal – like, you know, I think I'm, like, a normal-looking woman that, you know, maybe I, no one's paying attention to me, but then afterwards everyone's like, oh, my God, you know, she was so funny. I want to fuck her. No, I don't think that's yeah. really –
0: <laughs> If you were a singer, that might happen, I guess.
1: Totally, yeah. Singers, yeah. dancers, the comedians. I mean, I don't know. I think people are intimidated by it. Mm. I've maybe had more like women be like, hey, <laughs> after shit. <laughs> yeah. Lesbians are into it, they're into the humor, but I think straight guys, it's, they're a bit intimidated often. Not all the time, but.
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm. Buna Lang, who's in South Africa again, women find funny guys sexy but men are not like that yes yeah. it's true it, yes. yeah
1: there are i mean obviously like my my boyfriend likes that i'm funny i mean i think that's one of the reasons why he likes me and like my we met i mean we met on on tinder and i want to i think my first picture was a picture of me with a microphone on stage so like he knew you know i put, wrote that i was a comedian so he knew that So I think there are obviously guys who find that attractive and women for sure. But I, I think it's, it's not the, it's not the norm. You begin
0: this in 2015. That's not a long time ago. Mm
1: -hmm. 2016.
0: I started coming. 2016. Yeah. And now, so we're looking four to five years into this journey for you. Yeah. And it's sort of interesting because at some point you, you're, there's gotta be a vision. Like, where do you see yourself ending up? And like, how do you see it evolving so that mom and dad aren't sitting around on Friday night at Passover, or whatever the, the the thing is, we're Seder, or whatever we're doing then, saying, when is our daughter going to grow up and get a real job? Like, how does that how do you transition to a point when they start to say, wow, Hannah's really she's owning it?
1: Well, um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm on I'm on a TV show here in Barcelona. So okay. that's, that's that's pretty cool.
0: In Spanish? Uh, it's,
1: it's it's in English it's it's very weird it's like a a show in English on local Catalan TV so the idea is to help local people improve their English using kind of references that they understand so it's not like I'm in London like let's go to Big Ben it's it's like we're here in Barcelona but we're talking in English I don't know it's kind of
0: I think I saw some bit. I think I saw some bits of it. I think you went to like the the market and you talked to people and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So I do like on the street interviews um, and then I'm on set talking with the, the it's called the weekly mag. It's a very good show. Very fun. Um, So I think that that was kind of a cool thing. And that's a cool thing for them to see. That's kind of legitimizes me a little bit. I also, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to talk about it, but um, I was just in Romania. Again, just, like, my my career is very random. Um, I was just in Romania filming, like, a comedy competition show that they just, that's, like, a new show. Um, So it's sort of like, uh, like, like, Last Comic Standing or, I don't know, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Just for stand-up comedy. And that was, like, when I was sending them pictures, they were like, whoa, that's, like, a real thing. And I'm like, yeah, it really was. was, (laughs) It was, it's a real studio and real, you know real everything it's just romanian so it's no you know i had no idea what was going on most of the time mm.
0: um, and it, it reminds fun. me of like the like uh, you know again another film reference because i like them so much the elton john mm-hmm. film that just recently came out mm-hmm. when it was sort of like his, he he kind of had to play at wembley stadium stadium before his parents said oh our yeah. son has made it You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like you know no one can actually have a real job if they're a musician or a wow. comedian or something mm-hmm. it's like funny how that brain that mindset is that we have a very preconceived idea of what success yeah. means you know yeah
1: i mean i think I'm, I'm also really lucky that like i said my parents love me mm-hmm. so much and are have been so supportive of of all of this and they i think you know my my mom's also uh also sings and you know did theater and i think she kind of is like it gets to live vicariously through me in a way because it's you know she always wishes that she had followed that passion more and -hmm. so I think she's kind of like ooh like you're doing it you're doing the thing that I wanted to do you like ran away to Europe and you're doing like art (laughs) stuff and it's it's so cool so I, I think for them I think they're they're very proud of me and impressed even even if I never make it um which, you know, probably won't because that's the, that's the biz, but, um, I'm going to try my darndest
0: to, what would be the the next step for you now?
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have any intention of going back to the States. So Mm -hmm. it's trying to figure out like, what can I do here, Mm -hmm. um, to make, yeah comedy my life here and i i think a lot of that is is doing more more stuff in the local languages um so yeah i mean i i've been i've been kind of trying to do more more performing in catalan just because it's such like a, a niche here and they love seeing a foreigner speaking catalan i mean they like i don't know i have a, like it's, it's like i do all these shows in catalan with people who this is their job i mean they are they write for tv shows in catalan or spanish and they you know, do the radio. I'm like, Oh, that, that'd that be cool. I mean, mm.
0: you mentioned there was like kind of a network in Europe. Is that something yeah. that you can imagine that you would kind of tour country by country or how does that like usually yeah. play out?
1: There, there are a lot of comedians that do that. I say a lot. There's a number of comedians that already do that. And there's actually a, a group that I'm, I'm kind of vaguely a part of the, this comedians of Europe group where, where they're trying to set up like yeah, the the tours of of all the different cities and and kind of make it easier for touring comedians to to take advantage of that. I mean, yeah, that's. I also, yeah, I I, have, I fantasize about that too, of of being able to tour around and be able to make enough money to to pay my rent and and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah, I mean, that's that'd be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brexit kind of screwed things up, but I at one point also fantasized like, ooh, it'd be cool to be able to like. Go to london for like a week every month or every two months and just like gig really hard and you know i mean Mm -hmm. eventually when i
2: about brexit um yeah did you ever get a phone call from your father or mother saying Mm -hmm. we just watched the show please explain yourself
1: (laughs) 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 no they no they they're, they're they're into the i mean i wouldn't say they're into it but they're they they're amused by my like dirty gross stuff. They wouldn't let one of my grandma's watch my stuff because they were like, she'll think it's horrifying. But my other grandma loves it. And she's come to see me because she came to visit Barcelona. Um, And so she got to see me and she was loving it. Incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you she, did you call her out in the show? Did you say my grandma's watching?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was like, "That's my grandma right there." <laughs> Hearing me talk about my vagina—it's good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but,
1: you know, Jews—that's that's how we do it. Yeah, that's because yeah. I'm also like half Jewish, half half not Jewish. So okay. yeah, Jewish side of the family—they're they're they're more into it. Although my my grandma did say she was like, "If your grandpa could have heard you, he would have been horrified." <laughs>
2: yeah. His I little
1: granddaughter saying all these things.
2: Yeah, um, innocent good girl. You got anything else for me, Bambos? Innocent. Inequality, being a woman in the comedian scene. Does mm. that come up for you? Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's obviously fewer of us, but I it's it's this interesting. At least in Barcelona, it's interesting because I think there are fewer of us, but more of us are like really good. Right. Like I would, I would count, I would say like most of the women doing comedy in Barcelona right now are like of the top kind of people. Mm. So it's, this, it's this weird thing when you're, when you're making a lineup and I think all the showrunners struggle with this where they're like, you know, I want to have a balance of of men and women on the show, but that there's not as many women, but like, mm. I don't know. I, I've just, I've had this experience where someone's like, Hey, like I need a girl on the show. Are you free? Mm. And it's like just just ask me because you think I'm funny or like ask me because Mm. you haven't had me on the show in a while. It's just like this weird where I'm like I I, I, it's coming from a good place, but it's it's just kind of comes off gross. And Mm. I I also run shows, and so but like and I've had this conversation of like, damn, okay, we need like it's like we've asked like all men, we need a woman, but then it's like oh we've already had the same five women on the show. It's like yeah, I don't know. I think it's 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 tough. It's it's like a Yeah, it's a tough situation. I found
0: it. I found it on this show. I mean, I want to have a balance of not just all white old people on the show. And every time, you know, you, I, I have Facebook. You know, I somehow I've attracted a lot of white old people on in my Facebook group. So when I'm looking, it's like, okay, there's a lot of you white old guys here, and it's no like, offense, yeah. guys, you know. And so <laughs> there is an aspect where you actually have to say, hey, how is my surrounding affecting the kind of people I'm attracting? So it does take its own. Um, yeah. Do you do you see that subtle uh, sexism, like that you won't get certain slots or things like that, or is it more just getting shows in general?
1: No. Yeah. I think I think here in Barcelona, it's it's pretty good. There are the showrunners are generally like good people. Maybe with with audiences, sometimes. I mean, I think you maybe have to work a little harder to get them. I, I definitely felt this when I first started in in the Spanish scene, which it's gotten a lot better over the past couple of years. But that I was on stage and they were like. Why is there a woman on stage? Like, what can oh, she wow. say that's going to be funny? Like, it was just this this energy that I didn't like. It's gotten a lot better, mm-hmm.
0: um, for sure. Thank you for being with us. Much love, and when you're in Amsterdam, we look forward to seeing you here. For sure.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it.
0: Thank you. Adios. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everyone. It was a lot of fun. I just think it's so cool when someone decides they want to do something in their life and then they go for it and then surrender to the process. And I do see that every time in my life where people kind of follow a dream, mm-hmm. they don't get to decide how it happens. And and you can tell with Hannah, she's actually allowed herself to figure it out. So when we asked her questions like, what's the next step? Where are you are heading? It was not like Trying to prove that she was doing anything It was more like I don't know, and how it evolves, we'll see. But there was a beauty in that that I always find. I'm uh, it inspires me every time I hear people speak that way. Points, love you. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. It's a wonderful chaos. We
2: like it.